Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 83 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I'm thrilled that you're listening. In this episode, I had the distinct pleasure to sit down and talk Saints footy with Andrew Crossley, an Aussie expat that's currently living in the UK. We tried to talk about the royal family, but that just didn't quite work out, so we decided to talk some Aussie footy instead. We discussed some of the comings and goings that are happening on the player list, uh, his introduction to gridiron football in uh, Australia before he headed off to the UK, how he's been involved with it a little bit there as well, and also his uh, likelihood of getting back and playing a little bit more footy in in uh, the UK as well. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Before I get into that interview, though, I did want to take a moment, and I wanted to thank uh, Jason P., for the very thoughtful DM that he shared with me this morning on Twitter. Sir, I truly appreciate it. Made me feel pretty darn good. I was glad that uh, things worked out the way that they did. So thank you very much for that note. I really, really do appreciate it. And one last thing before we get started for full disclosure. Uh, this episode was recorded before Max King decided to go golfing. Here's wishing him a speedy recovery. That just is a freaky, freaky accident. I do want to encourage each of you to uh, consider signing up for the mailing list. I have had a couple new people sign up in the last couple of days. There's a link in the show notes. It takes about 30 seconds to fill out the information there. You get on the uh, list, and every new episode that comes out goes to you before it goes anywhere else. Also, I'd like you to consider maybe taking a look at uh, the Buy Me a Coffee page for the podcast, as well as maybe the Redbubble storefront page if you want to help out the podcast, help uh, defray some of the costs of... uh, podcast hosting sites, things of that nature, and uh, getting our webpage up and running. I would truly appreciate it. It's been fantastic, those of you who have helped out. I've had a handful of people that have done that, but it uh, be great if I had a few more. That'd be absolutely wonderful. If you didn't happen to see it on Twitter, I did uh, post a link to uh, one of the shirts that, uh, that I am offering that uh, somebody picked up one for themselves, and then shared a copy of it with me. There's also, I know somebody purchased some stickers out there as well, and if you, uh, you know, send me some photos of where you've got those displayed, I'd love to go ahead and uh, put that out on social media for you as well. Also, if you'd be so kind as to go ahead and share a link to this episode or your favorite episode on your social media site, that'd be fantastic as well. So sit back and relax. Enjoy my talk with Andrew Crossley. It's a lot of fun. We had a lot of laughs. Uh, He said he was a little bit tired, but you know what? When it came time for the trivia, he crushed it. He absolutely crushed it. Enjoy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and we're back with another interview with a terrific guest. Now, this time I headed to the east, and I am uh, I'm talking to Andrew Crossley, who lives in the United Kingdom. And Andrew has been a lifelong St. Kilda supporter, and he reached out to me on Twitter and said he was interested in coming on to talk about uh, his beloved Saints. And Andrew, I'd like you to welcome you to the podcast, sir. Thanks for coming on and taking time out of your evening tonight. Thanks for having me, Craig. It's, it's, it's absolutely good to, my, good to be part of it. It's my pleasure. I've, you know, I've, I've loved being able to engage with, uh, with supporters of the game who, who bring a history that, that maybe I can glean a little bit from so I can learn a little bit from them and, and carry that on and try to share that with with people I'm trying to, you know, help introduce to the game as well. So I appreciate you being here, sir. So we're going to talk about the Saints tonight. And uh, 
I think it's safe to say the Saints took a like they did when they landed on the moon. They took a giant leap for sainthood, if you will, last year. That was <laughs> you, a you could put it that way. Yeah, that was a that big was step. A, a big step that's been a long time coming, I think. Yeah. Are you excited? Uh, for, uh, pumped, super excited. Yeah. Just can't can't wait for it to start. And uh, hopefully I'll get to watch as much of it as possible this year. But, now, uh, do you uh, I was I actually jotted a couple things down. I wanted to ask you about that. So do you do you do the watch AFL app from there? So you get all the games and all that sort of thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, I get all, okay. get all the games, get them live, get the get the replays. So. Okay. Now, how does, how does the, you know, I, I know that the UK is pretty much, it's pretty much exclusively cricket, football, soccer, rugby. Uh, Do they, do they air any Aussie rules game on television there? Or is it something Uh, that's kind of an unknown? People certainly know about it, know about Aussie rules and okay. just bunch of bunch of blokes out on a giant field that uh, bash each other up. Is okay, generally the uh, just there was a uh, famous exhibition bat- match uh, before before my time, I think, called the Battle of Britain. It was held at the Oval, which is big cricket ground mm-hmm. in London, and mm-hmm. they uh, just bashed the crap out of each other and didn't play much football by the sounds of it. So. <laughs> I'm sure there's listeners that'll uh, know a bit more of it than me. I think I've seen I think I've seen video of that if I'm not mistaken. There was there, like there was like like 30, 30 or 40 seconds yeah. of like a game like that. Now you know, just seeing you on the screen here, you're I you're you're significantly younger than I am now. Have you gotten involved in actually playing footy in the UK? Have you uh, hooked up at the club there? Uh I would have, I came over here about two years ago. Okay. And uh, I've actually been playing a bit of a flag American football. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, my local, local team in Cheltenham. Um, but uh, I have been, since sort of COVID started, I've been engaged with the Bristol Dockers in conversation uh, to try and play a few games down there. Uh, Terrific. Of, um, uh, I'm 30 now, so I don't have too much longer left to play. So hopefully, uh, in the next year or year or two, I'll get to get to pull on a jumper and uh, play a few games. But but we'll see. That'd be terrific. That, you know, how how long did you play when you were when you were a, a youngster as you were growing up? Uh, I played till I was 21 or 22, I think. Okay. Okay. Uh, Melbourne then country football. I, uh, moved out out of town for for university uh but uh yeah so i haven't played for a while but uh it's more been circumstantial due to due to various jobs and study commitments haven't been able to haven't been able to do that as much as i would have liked completely understand that i mean i uh i i had uh i had issues with playing american football when i was uh when i was in school and i and i was on the team but i was terrible so that was my issue <laughs> i i never i never I never played. I, I I played all through high school and I got into one game at the end of the game. And uh, I've had over the years, I've had children of some of my former classmates who were on the team with me. And I told my, my, my own children, I told them how terrible I was. I, I used to joke with them that I was so far down on the depth chart that I needed scuba gear. 
<laughs> that I was that bad. And some of these kids have come in saying, well, yeah, my dad was a great player and such. And I said, I have to tell you something. Your dad was standing right next to me on the sidelines. He never played either. <laughs> so oh, I, I burst a few bubbles there. But yes, you certainly how, did. How have you, how have you enjoyed uh, the flag football? Good fun. So I, I did play a season at full contact in Australia. Oh, you did? Silverbacks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I came over here and tried out a few different sports before I found a team that uh, really suited me. So that's okay. uh, my printer just coming alive. That's okay. Off its own accord. <laughs> you know what? Hey, this is, uh, a, I'm sure before the, before this is all said and done, I have the door to my my back room closed up, but I'm sure I'm going to hear my dogs barking, looking out the window before this is done. <laughs> Trust me, this is a, I, I'm doing this, this podcast on a, on a shoestring budget. It's me, it's a MacBook and it's a microphone. So you, you're this, doing very well. I'm not, uh, I'm not doing a, uh, you know, there's not, there's not a whole lot of uh, polish that goes into the editing other than trying <laughs> to make the sound levels as good as they can possibly be. So you know, getting back, you know, and, and and as I mentioned to you off air, I was gonna, I I thought maybe we should just go ahead and not talk about the Saints at all, and we should just talk about Harry and Megan's <laughs> interview instead. So you know, since you're in the UK, and you know, maybe a few of your friends will listen to this here. They might want to hear your insight. I'm kidding. We're not doing that. I could <laughs> I could care less about that as well. Um, well say, there was a meteorite that fell in town over the weekend, so. Maybe uh, seriously, maybe that'd be more interesting. Yeah, it was on the news on BBC News tonight. <laughs> wow, did somebody ask for that to fall maybe a little bit closer to a, like a really big building in downtown London? Or, you know, from what I've heard, maybe, the interview they, they didn't do enough praying or <laughs> <laughs> anything like that, I suppose. <laughs> so, you know, uh, digging into the uh, the saints, and, and I've been doing this kind of the same thing with with each of the people that i've been talking to but and i've kind of taken the the glass half empty approach first okay uh you know you said that you're very excited actually you said you were pumped uh at the outset here but uh that's right tell me tell me what an unsuccessful year looks like for the saints what what's going to be an indicator that you go oh my gosh Uh, i forgot that they are the saints uh um Oh, I don't think that's ever possible <laughs> for a Saints fan to think that. Uh, but I think unsuccessful is missing the finals. Um, I, I think, yeah, missing the finals is, you know, glossed. Okay. We could go this year, I suppose, is possible. We've got toughest, toughest draw of all the teams. So Yeah, I, I, I was looking at that and I, I was, I was going through and jotting down, uh, on the list, you know, which clubs you're playing twice. And uh, mm. the AFL was not very kind to you guys. No. 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 But yeah. if we can get off to a good start, then it should be okay. Well, you've got, you've got, you have a good foundation here. You know, you start off with GWS and then Melbourne and then Essendon. So there's, there's three opportunities. There's an opportunity for you to, you know, to jump out if everything goes well, you know, to, to a, yeah. a 3-0 start. Yeah, that's it. If we can start like that, then uh, hopefully it'll put us on a good path to a good year. Of course, then they then they bring along West Coast and Richmond and Port Adelaide back to back to back then too. So, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a little kick in the teeth <laughs> there for you. You know, so, um, so 
if if not making finals is an unsuccessful year for you, is a successful year simply making finals, or are you looking for something beyond that? Then I think making finals has to be a minimum. Okay. Um, a minimum ex- minimum expectation, but um, yeah, anything anything beyond that top four prelim, I think that's at worst what should be aiming for. And uh, with any luck, if luck it ever happens to go in St Kilda's direction, maybe maybe <laughs> a flag will be at the end of it. But okay, I think we're I think we're a couple of years off that just at the moment. If well, I'm totally honest. I, um, I'm a cat supporter, so uh, I'm, I'm looking at a, a, a large pile of uh, poker chips in the middle of the table that, that, that we've pushed <laughs> out there and said, okay, it's, it's now. Uh, you know, of course, and I talked to somebody the other day, and it, what was the line? The, in Wells we trust, or in, in Wellsy we trust, something like that, I think was the line he was using. So yeah, yeah if, you're, if, if things go well, and, it, and the year ends up going the way that you hope it does, You've uh, you've been offered a new job. You're moving back to Australia. I don't know if you have or have any interest in doing that. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Uh, I don't. Know. I certainly have interest in a new job. So if there's anyone okay. to offer me one, <laughs> so I I okay. Th- with that statement right there, I would not recommend posting a link to this video on your employer's social media. <laughs> it, it won't be going on LinkedIn. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. So would you like me to not put it there also? Oh, that's fine. Okay. Okay. I just, uh, alrighty. I just didn't, uh, yeah, cause I, cause I do post the link there when a new episode comes out, but, uh, so you got a new job, you you've headed back to, to, you've headed to Melbourne. You're now the sports editor at the Herald sun and Robo's reporting to you. Um, and I, I'm not sure what you tell him that that could be a whole different discussion. Uh, and I and I have to be honest. I only see him on AFL 360. I don't, I don't have access to the paper, so I can't read what he writes in there. Yeah. I, 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 I would love to get a subscription to that, but so I so I could read it, but it, that's just not that's a little cost prohibitive right now. So you got that new job, and you're writing the headline at the end of the Saints season. What does that headline say? Uh, it's a tough one to be honest. I haven't really thought about that after listening to your previous episodes, but uh, I, I think it's something just Saints premiers because I like to be optimistic, and uh, I I dare say I will have that shattered. <laughs> okay, so if they take the grand final, let's uh, uh maybe it could be something like uh, maybe maybe they beat Richmond. Maybe it could be Saints, Kilda, Tigers. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe. something. If uh, Jack, if Jack Steele gets the norm, gets the norm, maybe uh, yeah, uh, you know, man of steel. There, we there go. you go. There you go. So, who are you most excited about seeing this year? And maybe it's somebody that's already been with the club, or maybe it's somebody new that's come in. I, I think. Uh, the one everyone's every Saints fans excited about is Max King. Okay. Yes. He, uh, <clears throat> yeah, big full forward. Just uh, he, he just sort of looks like he's you know nearing nearing that point where he's going to start tearing teams apart. And mm-hmm. uh, I think he, he's already getting 
you know two or three defenders on him for every contest and starts winning those is gonna going to uh, strike fear into the hearts of uh, all the backlines in the competition i reckon well yeah i think you know between he and his brother it's uh although his brother the other night had a really tough time hanging on to the ball yeah, you know, they kept talking I about it. Didn't say that game. Yeah, they said that. Yeah, it. They they said that it must have been extraordinarily humid up in uh, in Gold Coast the other night. So, I don't know. But yeah, he he is he is a a force, and he's only twenty. He's still growing yeah. into his. He's still growing into his body. Yeah, he's still got another 10, 15 kilos. He could probably put on and still get cover the ground as easily yeah. as he does. Yeah. And start ragdolling some blokes. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I think he's going to be a, a a a cornerstone of that club for the next decade. You know, if not more. I mean, it's a that's exciting to look at when you see when you see somebody like that, and you can pencil them in, or actually you can use a, a pen and you can ink them in and say, "Yep, as long as they're healthy, they're in my twenty-two, and they're going to stay yeah. there." Yeah, absolutely. That's and a, uh, I think uh, I think another one that going to look forward to seeing some more of this year's uh, Brad Hill, Bradley Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, I think the shorter quarters hurt him last year and uh, seeing, seeing how much of the ball he was getting in a couple of practice matches, uh, they've had um, just the amount of ground he was covering was uh, quite phenomenal. And yeah, uh, you're able to see that puts good use in the season proper. Yeah, he, he's a he's a, a dynamic player. You're 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 absolutely right about that. And I and hopefully you get you know I know you had uh, you know Patty Ryder was nicked up all season. You know he had little aches and pains and things wrong with him. And hopefully he is healthy for the full season as well. To yeah, you know, and hopefully uh, Royal Marshall can get back soon to support him in the rocks. Yeah, yeah, I mean. There's a lot of talent there. There's a lot. I mean, there's an awful lot of talent on your club. So it's, uh, I, I think that, uh, that they've got the, uh, the foundation to, to stay in finals contention for the next, you know, several years. So, I mean, that's, you know, yeah. I can understand Fair why point. I can understand why you're, yeah, I can understand why you're pumped. Now, are there any of the, uh, any of the first year players you think you're going to be able to make any kind of an impact with the club this year? Or are you, uh, um, I think maybe, uh, I'm not, I'm not really sure if many of the first year players are going to get up this mm-hmm. year. Maybe, maybe Allison will come in for a few games, especially now with, uh, uh, Frawley out for right. eight to 10 weeks. Yeah, I think he is with a yeah. ping panel. Uh, so I think he might come up for a few games. Um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Jack Bytel has been in the system a couple of seasons now, but he, and he's played maybe two or three games. Yeah, he's yeah, he played three so far. Head. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I think I think he's going to start getting a lot more time this year, even though it is a tough midfield to squeeze into. Uh, I think he's certainly one of the young players that we'll be seeing more of. That's a nice problem to have, isn't it? Having Absolutely. having having a problem finding finding space in your midfield for some quality players that's that's a great problem to have. And yeah, you know, I think you know I think a lot of clubs would love have you know I think you know the Bulldogs are definitely in that situation. Uh, Brisbane, although 
you know, they've got an opening now in their midfield with, uh, oh, geez, uh, the young man that tore up his knee the other night, um, Cam Rayner. Uh, Cam Rayner yeah. tore up his ACL. Yeah. Sad to see that. And I, you, know, you never want to see anybody getting dinged up, you know, like with, with, with you know, with James Frawley, it was, it was, it was just so neat to see that name back with the saints. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's uh, especially uh, the announcement today with uh, yeah. the spuds spuds game on mm-hmm. uh, round two. Right. Right. I, I been good to have the, yeah. the Frawley name running around on the field as well. Yeah, it was, that was, yeah, I watched uh, the little press conference about that today on, uh, on AFL. Well, it's actually, I guess last night's AFL tonight. Uh, but it was, it was just, it was neat to see that, you know, that, that one, they're remembering him and two, they're, they're, they're trying to turn this tragic situation into a, into something positive to help other people out. You know, and one of the things that I've done, yeah, basically since I've done the podcast is that I have in the show notes every, every week, I always put this stuff in there, you know, like the, the mental health hotlines, you know, in Australia and the U.S., you know, if, and I don't know how many people actually read the show notes, but they're there. You know, if, if somebody needs help, take a look at those numbers, you know, reach out, talk to people. Yeah. It's a discussion I have with my students that we're, we're great at talking on phones and through zoom, but we do a lousy job of talking face to face anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this year's obviously made it a lot harder for mm-hmm. people to talk as well. Um, with yeah. COVID, a lot of people, especially over here in the UK, um, We've been uh, locked down for what, six of the last twelve months now, effectively. Um, and, and what is that? A bit more than that, perhaps. What has that been like? I mean, you've you. I mean, have you basically been sequestered away in your home and basically stay there, kind of thing? Uh, yeah. So pretty much since uh, Christmas. Okay. Uh, we've been home. We actually, my wife and I, actually got married in. Uh, just before Christmas, so we well, got congratulations mid pandemic. Thank you. Congratulations. Um, is she is she sitting over there to your side? You know, hope waiting no, for you just to... in the other room. But, okay, uh, the cat okay. keeps coming to the door and meowing at me. So that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's uh, I think the last the last few months since Christmas have been particularly difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a lot going on uh socially for many people uh my wife runs a, a cafe so uh oh, they're, they're closed down um wow. but I, I still get to go go out and about for work but um it's on limited duties yeah so that's that's, yeah, got, that's, it's, that's it's tricky yeah that has uh, to i be think rough. one of the one of the things that made it easier for me uh last year was certainly having the the football going uh-huh uh because uh you know it took us it was just a real good escape for me over you know two or three hours yeah yeah each week watching the watching the saints saints run around so well did you did you end up finding yourself watching the other games as well because you had that kind of time uh occasionally occasionally okay. i'd have it on in the background while i was okay. working but um uh, I pretty much just watch Saints games. Okay. So that's all I really have time for. And yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not as invested in the league as much as I used to be, but uh, certainly in the Saints, I'm probably more so. Now, is your is your is your wife is is she British or is she Australian or? She's British, so I'm okay. over here. Okay, and so I, I didn't um, I didn't know her interest in the game. I didn't know she had any interest. In yeah, the game so now. she's uh, she doesn't do sports. Okay, <laughs> she, okay, um, but she has she has admitted to me recently that she wants to watch the footy with me. Okay, so I'm going to hold her to that. And well, I've. I'm so gonna, she can learn about it. And, uh, I, 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 I tried something with my wife and, you know, uh, she became a baseball fan when she, when she found a particular baseball player that she thought was really, really cute. Okay. Yeah. And that's how she became a baseball fan. So I, I tried something <laughs> when I, about literally seriously about four years ago, when I became a footy fan to try to get, you know, to try to get her interested in watching some games with me, I, I, uh, I found a couple of websites that had a couple of the clubs out training at the beach where they were in. And I think I got the, the term correct. They're budgie smugglers. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's so the right term. Yes. Uh, and I said, you know what? I'm comfortable enough in my manhood and in my marriage. I went ahead and sent her the links to those websites for her to check out thinking she might want to watch some footy. Nope. Not <laughs> at all. <laughs> Not well, at all. Well, she 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 does like the fact that they do wear tiny shorts and yes, uh, yeah, no sleeves. So. <laughs> so has she uh, has she picked out a favorite player yet? No, we haven't got that far. Yet. Okay, okay. Just I'm just ease her into it. <laughs> I'm just kind of I'm kind of you know does she, does she like the short hair or the curly hair? You know is she is she a Zach <laughs> is, that, is she a Zach Jones or is she uh, is she a Jackson Claire with the with the mullet kind of look? <laughs> Uh, she's uh she's seen uh jackson claire and dan butler's mullets and uh, she does not like them <laughs> <laughs> they're well, brilliant fair. haircuts but uh, that's that's fair time. enough <laughs> that's fair enough then but you know it's it's uh it's pretty cool that she's interested in checking out the game so that that's great that's great if I, if I can manage to drag her to a game when we get to Australia at uh-huh. the appropriate time of year, then uh, that'll be a win. <laughs> yeah, or or even you know if you get a chance to go out and play with the 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 Dockers there in Bristol, you know you, I'm sure she's going to come out and and spend the day out there watching too, maybe. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> possibly. Yeah, I don't. You know, uh So when you were a ki- when you were a kid growing up. And you would go to the, I'm assuming you got to a lot of the Saints games as a kid. Yeah, so, yeah, we signed up as members when I was about 10. Okay. Uh, we got Nick Raywalt and Justin Kaczynski. We went to pretty much every home game for the next decade. Okay. So when um, you, when you yeah. went to the games as a kid, what was your your go-to snack what was the what was the one thing you you had to ask your parents to make sure that they got to the the the, the concession stand to get you some of it was probably a uh, jam donut at the end of the game okay okay <laughs> i that's i have heard that one before uh it which i yes. i don't i don't think i've ever seen a donut at a game here in the states but it it, it makes it makes sense yeah, yeah, so they they have the little little vans outside the outside the ground. Uh-huh. And get yeah what, half a dozen donuts for five bucks or something like that. So so it's a good little purchase. 
good deal trait good deal get all get all wired up for the uh, the trip home after the game and uh hopefully be in a good mood after a saint <laughs> after a saint's win that's yeah. it <laughs> yeah I, 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 mm-hmm. so um you know we we were looking at the uh at the schedule a little bit before we came on and 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 you guys have a a difficult run and as you said you think they have the most difficult schedule in the uh in the competition because you have because port didn't port finish fourth last year in the ladder i think they did didn't they were they fourth? yeah because they got the double chance didn't they they did yeah okay i can't remember off the top of my head so that's what you know because they you know they've got west coast twice they've got geelong twice port adelaide richmond and sydney and and yeah. Sid, Sydney's not a pushover, you know. They they uh, no. I, I watched I watched probably two thirds of their games last year or during the during the our winter time, and they they played hard every game out. They 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 had so many injuries though that I don't think they had anybody that uh, that was over about 180 centimeters tall to to play in any of the games after about the midpoint of the season though. It, they had a lot of injuries last year, yeah. and I think. Uh... They'll be a lot better this year with yeah. a few of those players back. Yeah, I, I think they will. I think they absolutely will. So who do you think is going to be the, the, the biggest surprise for the uh, the Saints this year? Who's going to be the, the person you're most, you know, that you think is going to just shock the world? Probably uh, Jack Sinclair, actually. Okay. He's, uh, he's, he's been there or thereabouts for a little while in and out of the team. and. Um, he just seems to have, I don't know, something something about him this year. He racked up more of the ball than anyone else against uh, who was it we played on the weekend? Uh, Carlton. Yeah, I think so. And, yes, I think uh, it was good delivery and and um, uh, I think him in Ben Patton's absence, having him off half back is going to be. Uh, a real uh, drive for the team, collecting a lot of the rebound and running running it out of defence and kicking it and actually hitting targets out of defence, which will be nice. And hopefully, we can set up a few few goals okay. through that through that route. Okay, I think I that's a, I think it's a great choice. And who do you see taking the club's uh, best and fairest this year? Uh, I think uh, the uh, new co-captain Jack Steele. Okay, again, probably a really wise a, choice there. Yeah, he's a is uh, just a, a class above at the moment. I think. I think I think but you're right. Yeah, there could well be surprises. Well, that's true. That's true. I, you know, you get uh, you sometimes will find some you know somebody who you're, you're absolutely not expecting to be stepping into that position, you know, that maybe they've had some, some monster games where they've gotten the votes that did have, that have gotten them to that point. Exactly. So who's going to lead the, the club in kicking goals this year? Uh, I think it'd be Max King. Okay. Same, seems like a, I don't know, obvious choice. I think Max yeah. King and uh, Dan, Dan Barthel will be close behind him with the goals. Do you think that the King brothers have any sort of a little side bet with one another about uh, who's going to kick the most goals this year? Having I, that I think you'd have to, wouldn't you? 
Be... Yeah, that, I think you probably would, yeah. I, I did read an article the other day saying they pass on tips to each other about how to how certain defenders play. So they've clearly got a good relationship. Well, that that's. <laughs> I would be, I would be surprised if they didn't do that. You know, if the uh, if if they didn't share idea. You know, and again, I guess if they were if they were battling for a spot on the ladder, I wonder how that goes. Yeah. I wonder if they if they give one another bad information you know that oh <laughs> well, yeah they, this... they quickly be found out if they did yeah this this defense this defender is gonna he's gonna stay in front of you the whole night don't worry he's gonna be in front of you the whole night you you can get behind him and you know they can kick the ball deep to you you'll be fine turns out the guy never you know guy never sees the front of his jersey <laughs> yeah that's uh that that yeah i that sibling rivalry there. And again, when they play one another, they, they're really not seeing one another. They're, they're 180 meters apart. It ends the, yeah. Yeah. It's just, well, they kind of, maybe they'll change in a couple of years. Do you think that they'll try to find themselves in a position where they're playing together? That wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me at all. And, and I, and I, I I struggle to see how that's going to be financially possible for teams to be able to afford both of them. Well, they have a lot of really, really cheap other players. They, uh, you know, they, they have, they have a, they have a garage sale like, like Collingwood did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They have one. What do they call that? A, a, a boot sale? Do they call it a. Hey, uh, yeah. Garage sale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I have to ask this question because I've been asking everybody already. Because uh, it and it it it's I cannot feel bad about asking it, but who's taking the wooden spoon this year? And why are you happy about knowing that it's not going to be St Kilda this year? Well, <laughs> uh, I have to say that the obvious the obvious team is North. I'm I'm sorry, North North supporters, but. Uh, You've lost a lot of players over the last couple of years, and uh, apart from Goldstein and Cunnington, there's not a huge amount of support, support to either of those players now. So hopefully they'll surprise us, but um, it, it's going to be a tough year for North supporters, yeah. I think. I, I, I think you're right, and uh, as I mentioned to you off air, I believe, with the exception of one person that I've talked to, they've said North Melbourne. And I think the other person, as you said, might've had a little bit of a grudge when I told you that they, they picked the D's to, to take the, uh, the wooden spoon. Um, but uh, so are, are you happy with the job that uh, Brett Ratton did? Uh, yeah. Cause last, last year was his first year, if I'm not mistaken, was it not? Yeah. I think he, he had last five or six games the year before. Okay. Okay. Head coach. Um, but yeah, last year was his first season in control. And uh, I think they've brought in 10 or 11 new players since um, since he since he started. And yeah. you know, it, it's made a difference, you know, just having him there, I think with his experience that Carlton and Hawthorne is really matured as a coach and coming into his own really. Just it, he yeah. breathes positivity and life into into the club. 
Yeah, he, he does. He, he looks, you know, when I've seen him interviewed and when I've seen him talk, he's, he, he carries himself with, you know, a, a real sense of positivity that, uh, that, as I mentioned, you know, as we talked about off air, that it, it's, it's a little, you know, bit like Chris Fagan. Yeah. And he may not be as, he may not be as at the point where he's like grandfatherly, like Chris Fagan, I think yeah. might be to the players. Yeah. He may be more like a, a father figure. Cause he, I don't think he's, you know, he's, I think he's several years younger than Chris Fagan or Chris Fagan just happened to gray much more quickly than, than he did. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just, it, it looks like he is a coach that, that, that these players are going to run through a wall for. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, there's no other coach in the league I'd rather have than rats at the moment. Okay. I know that you, know, you got your Alistair Clarksons and, Damon Hardwick's and all those guys, but uh, I think having having Ratten is uh, as good as anyone. Okay, okay, and I I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think I think there are some there are some really good senior coaches out there right now, and you know even even the ones that are on clubs that are still yeah absolutely that are still growing. You know, I, th- I think that, you know, the, yeah. Yeah. You know, is it, is it John Longmuir that's at uh, Fremantle? I think it is. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, th- I think he's going to do a great job there. And, you know, uh, you know, Chris Nix down at, uh, I think it's, yeah. Down at Adelaide. I think he's going to do a dynamite job with that group as well. Um, I, I saw some footage. I saw some footage from that new Amazon series that's coming out where he, he just lit into Brad Crouch during a, uh, a team meeting after a game. I don't know if you saw that, that video, but it just, yeah, oh, I did say that, that it, clip. It was, it was a little uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that happens at all oh, yeah. football clubs, I think. I know, oh yeah. I know I've been in those conversations before <laughs> playing local footy. So yeah. it's, it's not going to be anything new to you know, the players. Right. 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 So maybe to the people watching it will be. Oh, that's true. And you know what? I'm, I'm excited. And, and, and maybe you're, kind of, maybe you're kind of in the same position here because, you know, while you're still kind of in lockdown there, you still have the ability to recommend to your, uh, you know, recommend to your friends. They do have an Amazon prime in, in the UK, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, we do. I, I, I know that's probably a dumb question to ask, but I, I, I didn't know if they were, you know, I think both of us have the opportunity to recommend to our friends who may not be footy supporters or footy fans, check this out. You might find this aspect of things to be interesting, which might help to grow a whole crop of, of new, new supporters. Which yeah, absolutely. I know yeah. uh, there's, there's plenty of those shows for, uh, basketball and soccer and um, American football that, right. are, that are on there already. So yeah, they're just as popular regardless of what people, actual sports people watch at home, I suppose. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So who do you see uh, in your, uh, your, your top four this year? I think I know one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I think you're right. <laughs> but um I think the Paul Adelaide, Richmond, 
Brisbane, St Kilda. Okay. And I think West Coast and the Bulldogs. I missed the cuts in that, didn't I? That's crap. Hey, you know what? I, <laughs> so I, they're meant I, to be in, hang on. Let me just say it publicly here. I still plan on publishing this episode, okay? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. You know, they. You can beat me out, surely, can't you? You know, I. I <laughs> Well, I, I honestly think that you know, with the, they may not make the, they may not make the top two or the top three. They they might be four this year. I don't know, but you know, you you think about yeah, they're going to go back to twenty minute quarters. They've cut the rotations from ninety to seventy five. You've got a lot of uh, experienced players on their squad. I have you know, I have a feeling you know they they're not going to be able to yeah. sub people. They're not going to be able to sub people out or rotate them out as much. They may rotate them out by the game and just say, okay, Joel Selwood, you're out this game. Tom Hawkins, you're out this game. And it might cost True. them a couple wins. They do that in the English Premier League over here. Yeah. And all the big soccer tournaments, yeah. just they play twice as many games as what they do in AFL. They play 40-plus games of soccer? Wow. I think it's they play each other three times in home and away. And then they've got all their other tournaments. Okay. But they're in it as okay. well. So cool. It's a heavy, heavy schedule. Yeah, it is. It is. Now, uh, what I've been doing with everybody coming on the, the, the podcast is uh, asking them some trivia questions about their beloved club. Okay. Right. I, I wrote down, I think I actually wrote down 10 or 11 questions here. To see, you know, and we'll we'll see how you do. Some of them, I think, are you're gonna they're gonna be pretty, you know, pretty easy for you. Some of them might be a little bit. I, we'll 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 see. Okay. Uh, let you feeling confident? Uh, I would be if I was more awake, more awake than what I am. Okay, I, I'm sorry about that. Well, I, I blame okay. my tiredness on any incorrect answers that okay. I should okay. be getting. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, who played the most games in a Saints Guernsey? That uh, was uh, Robert Harvey. There you go. One for one. And you're still awake. <laughs> what That's three... an easy one. Oh, I'm... See, I told you. I... See, this is me being, you know, relatively new to the game. I don't... I don't... That one should be an easy question, but I don't know what would be a difficult question. So what Fair three... Point. Yeah. What three players have kicked more than 700 goals for the Saints? Uh... Tony Lockett. Mm-hmm. Um, Fraser Garrick, G Train. Nope. No. Uh-uh. You mentioned one of them earlier. Did I? Yes, you did. Fraser Garrick had 390. Oh. He had a he had a relatively short career. He started playing when he was twenty five and was done by the time he was thirty two. He only had a seven year or eight year career. Yeah, one of them should be really obvious. Uh, Stewie Lowe, Nick Rewalt. Rewalt's one. This is that's the one I thought would be obvious. The third one is a gentleman by the name of Bill Moore. Now that's way um, before, well before my time. Well, it's before before my time too. He he. He was done playing in 1941. So, 
Yeah, he was done playing in 1941. And uh, Stuart Lowe was at 594. So you were close. Yeah. Now I have to, I, I have to ask this question and I, I, I don't want to ask it, but I, I, I'm required by, you know, the, the, the podcast uh, book of ethics that I have to ask. Okay, I just made that up. Uh, how many wooden spoons have the Saints uh, been awarded? Is it 30? No, it's much less than that. 27. 27. 27. Glad yes. it's not 30. <laughs> Hopefully it takes another 100 years to get to three of them. There you go. There you go. In what year did the club first go over 40,000 members? It's fairly recently. It was last year, wasn't it? Mm -mm. No. No. So a couple of years ago, 2017? Yes, it is. 2017. Yep. All right, now this is this is this is a current one, but it's a little bit more obscure. Who led? Yeah, you watched the games last year. Who led the Saints in disposal? Disposal. I'm going to try that again using words that are in English. Who led the Saints? Saints. Disposal efficiency. There were two guys tied. Disposal efficiency. What percentage they have? Two guys. Their names or what yes. percentage? Uh, well, uh, the percentage was 84%. Yes. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. I know. I know. You, uh, can, you can pass go, and chalk uh, it up to being sleepy. It's okay. I'll go uh, 85 Brad Hill and Dan Butler. So I have no well, idea. You, you would be 0 for 2 there. Callum Wilkie and Dougal Howard. That's okay. That's okay. Who won the only Norm Smith trophy for the Saints? Uh, Jason Graham. No, Lenny Hayes. What am I Lenny, Jason Lenny Graham Hayes. Should have yes. won it. Yes, Lenny Hayes. Yes. Yep. Je Je Jason Graham actually tied in the 09 final on votes. Okay. And. Uh, I uh, can't remember who the drawing player was, but uh, he won on a countback. May I ask what a countback is? Uh, he got, so I think there's five people who vote uh, three, two, one. Okay. And uh, who, I can't remember the name of the drawing players, player who did win it. Forgive me. That's okay. I just, something, I was... some, something I've, something I've, put out of my memory that's all right but, that's uh, all right he uh he he had more more of the voters voted three votes for him okay okay uh who was named the senior coach of the saints 1900 to 1999 team of the century uh alan james correct yes see there's obvious choice it's an obvious choice well but okay it wasn't obvious to me, but uh, but but um, these are these are questions that you knew the answer to. So, okay, there's there's my dogs barking. I told you they'd be barking. What club has the Saints defeated the most times in their history? Um, I think it's North Melbourne or Western Bulldogs. It's no. Mel. It's Melbourne. Ninety-four times. Oh, that's a good one. Yep. Now. 
which club has defeated them the most times? And the number's a little higher than 94. Uh, it's Carlton. It I is think. Carlton. Carlton, Carlton, yeah. It's Carlton, 163 times. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, I have one... I have one and a half questions left, and we'll see if you want to do the second one. Uh, who's the oldest player to play for the Saints in the 20th century? Uh, was that Rob Harvey again? Yes, it is. Yep. It's Rob Harvey. And I, I, I had written down also who's the oldest one of all time, and he was age 43 in 1920, but that's why I said I didn't know if you'd have that one or not. He did, he did play 126 yeah. games in his career. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to pass on that one. That's okay. It was somebody by the name of Vic Cumberland. So I'm, I'm going to give you... Before. I'm giving you a good solid B, okay? I'm giving you oh, a good solid you. B on this. It's very now, kind. I, 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 did, <laughs> I, did have to, I did have to round up from a C plus. I gave you, uh, you know, a couple of uh, extra credit points due to the, due to the, uh, the time that it is there because it's a little after 11 o'clock now, okay? <laughs> uh, so... I want, I gave you, I gave you, you know, uh, time zone credit there. Okay. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely welcome. But yeah, I, I think we addressed everything that we probably needed to get into today. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that you're able to watch the games. I hope that things get back to normal for you soon. Yes. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, I, thank I, you. I think that the, uh, you know, it's it's in a way a, a blessing for you and your new bride to have been able to spend so much quality time together. Yes, thank you. Okay, yeah, it's, it's I think that's a great thing. So, uh, you know, it's I'm I'm thrilled you were able to come on. I, I I'm I'm really excited that I you know I got to you know address somebody about this from the UK as well. You know, because this has been a lot of fun. And uh, any other things that you want to uh touch on before we go anything that i that i missed that you're wanting to address that i probably forgot about myself <laughs> no not off my head i can't think of anything in that way but uh yeah thanks for having me on okay hey i and, appreciate uh, it you're absolutely welcome it was a pleasure I and uh yeah hopefully uh the saints have a good year and uh it's a good year of football for everyone yeah i hope that as well See, I told you it was going to not be very stressful. This was, this was pretty no, laid back here. So it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So ladies and gentlemen, my, my guest has been uh, Andrew Crossley, a uh, huge Saint supporter. Andrew, again, thanks so much for coming on. I truly appreciate it, sir. And I hope no you worries. have a wonder, wonderful evening and a, uh, a terrific rest of your week, sir. Thank you, you too. And uh, mm -hmm. go Saints. There you go. And a big thanks to Andrew Crossley for coming on the show. Andrew, I had a great time, a lot of fun talking with you, uh, talking about the Saints. I think they're going to be a team to watch this year, most definitely. Again, ladies and gents, uh, consider signing up for the email list if you would also. Okay. And uh, check out the storefront uh, page as well as the uh, Buy Me a Coffee page. Again, both of those are linked on the show notes as well. And if you've got an idea for a topic for the show or you know somebody who'd be a great guest or maybe it would be you, Send me a DM on Twitter or shoot me an email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. 
And remember that you can find all the episodes for this podcast on your favorite podcast OC site or at yankofthefooty.podbean.com. I also will be getting all these episodes up on my YouTube channel. I've not updated since I started the uh, season preview season preview episodes. And quite frankly, it's looking like I'm not going to be getting every club represented before this is all said and done. I have two more episodes in the can behind this one that have already been recorded that I need to do the intros for and then uh, do a little bit of editing on and get those published. I'm hoping to have those done in the next couple of days and get those out along with this episode. So I hope you'll also consider giving me a review on Apple Podcasts. It lets people know what you think of the show, lets me know what I'm doing well, what I could work on as well, and might uh, help to hit that one little button on the uh, Apple Podcast mic or uh, algorithm that might move you up the uh, charts and get my uh, placard for my podcast in front of more people's faces. So truly appreciate it if you go ahead and consider doing that. All right. Remember, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at a yank on the footy as well as uh, yank underscore on on Twitter and a yank on the footy gmail.com. Remember, if you sign up for the uh, email list, whenever I go to do a live episode, I make sure that I send out that link for that live episode to those folks that are on the email list so they can get on there and they can go ahead and uh, tune in for what's going to be going on during that live episode. Now, I'm not sure when you're going to be listening to this, but I'm going to be doing a live episode later on this evening, which is going to be my ladder prediction episode. I'm just about done with that today, and once I get this published, I plan on sitting down and working on that. And I want to thank you for listening. We're fans of our clubs. We're just a couple of days away from the season starting. We've got uh, Richmond Carlton coming up here very, very soon, which is just the next couple of days. Uh, I did see uh, David Teague and uh, Damon Hardwick on AFL 360 this morning, so it was nice to see the two of them conversing about the game, and it's great to see that Premiership Cup there, and it's ripe for the taking for 18 clubs. Okay, if you're listening and you've been listening to all the episodes, there are a lot of supporters coming on here talking about their clubs that think it might only be available for 17 clubs. I say everybody's got a shot right now, okay? Now, those of you who were here in the States, make sure you keep track of uh, when the games are going to be available uh, in the AFL comp, okay? The AFLW games for the next two rounds, and I would imagine also into the finals, should all be available for free on the... AFLW website, and I'm assuming that FS1, FS2 are going to be airing games here this year as well. I don't know how many with baseball back this year. We're not sure what they're going to do. At least I haven't seen any yet. I'm going to check afana.com here very soon to see what they're planning on airing, and uh, I will pass that information along to you. And again, once they start airing the games here, you don't have to stay up and watch. Remember, Australian rules football, it's why they invented the DVR. Again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening. Please consider sharing a link to the podcast with your friends and family. I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. And as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I'll catch you later. And wasn't it nice to see the goalposts getting installed at the MCG yesterday? Oh, that that's one of the most beautiful sights I've ever seen. Footy's here. Footy is here. I mean, it's been here with the AFLW. And quite frankly, if you haven't seen the Fremantle Carlton contest from the other day, go back and watch it. One of the best contests I've ever seen.
This has been episode number 83 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore Ron or at ayankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at a yank on the Footy. Again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, and please share the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, goodbye. <laughs>